Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18+. Plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Welcome to the Bigfoot Field Guide Radio Show. I am D.W. Darkwing L.H. Lee, and my co-host is Randy Driver Operator Harrington. We're both senior field researchers for the Mid-America Bigfoot Research Center, and this is our show. Uh, it's pretty much for everybody in the MABRC, and we've got one little thing that we need to do. Uh, we we kind of started this a couple of weeks ago. Whenever somebody in the Bigfoot community or somebody that we know passes on, we'd like to play taps for him. And this is for Arthur C. Clarke. I think it was at the ripe old age of 90. So we uh, we appreciate everything you did for the the Bigfoot community and science fiction in general. And of course, our uh, thoughts are out there for his family and friends. Definitely. And it looks like dang nabbit, we dropped out again on the dang chat room. Uh, we're having all kinds of problems with the chat room tonight, folks. So we apologize. Uh, if you try to call in, we'll try to get you unmuted as soon as we can. Uh, tonight we're we're going to do basically it's an open mic night, but we like to call it the researchers roundtable. Everybody just uh, joins in on the discussion, and we pretty much go from there. Uh, give me a second to come back up here. Of course, uh, you had your share of uh, problems with talk show last night over on uh, Let's Talk Bigfoot, didn't you, Randy? Yeah, I mean, the host of the show was getting bumped out about every 10 minutes, and uh, it made it difficult to, to finish up some conversations because you never know when you lose the person that you're talking to, uh, and they don't hear everything that you said when they get bumped out, so it's just a, an ongoing battle that you're just going to have to deal with. Yeah, and, uh, of course, we got, excuse me, we got Radmo Hunter with us. Good morning, Rex. Yeah, I'm here. Okay. 
And still, still having problems with bronchitis, so I'm not talking too much tonight. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Well, now if we can just get... Well, this is getting ridiculous. <laughs> you, you got bullets there if you want to unmute him. Yeah, i got to get back into the chat room first so I can do that. It's... Yeah, I'm not getting chat to come up at all for me. Yeah. I think it's about time. I think this pretty much proves we're needing to go to Blog Talk Radio because they don't seem to have near as many problems. Well, if you start talking about Blog Talk on this radio show, they might boot you off anyways for advertising for their competition. <laughs> yeah. Well, now, <laughs> I've got NW Georgia Bigfoot Hunter and Bullet unmuted. You guys there? I'll be here. Oh, hey, y'all. How you doing? Oh, pretty hey. good. So, we, at least we got five of us online chatting. <laughs> so, so how's everybody doing tonight? Other than the rains and the floods here in Missouri, we're doing okay. Our property down there in the National Forest got over 10 inches of rain in two and a half days. Wow. So, we call this the uh, Researcher Roundtable Session? Yeah. Well, you know, I'd, I'd like to go ahead and just intro, intro that a little bit. And, uh, you know, basically, independent researchers is the backs that's going to carry this, you know, into the future. And, uh, you know, more people need to be into the woods beating down the duff to, to bring in evidence and bring in all of the behaviors and things that we're going to analyze. Uh, you know, so that's what this show is going to be about. We'd like to talk about some of our upcoming events. Uh, some of the expeditions that are coming up, and, you know, people's research, things that's happening on their properties. Uh, you know, if anybody's got any questions or want, wants to throw any topic out there. Uh, but basically, we just want to interact with other people that, that are getting in the woods also, and uh, that's what this is all about. So, I mean, unless you want to add anything to that. Oh, no, I mean, this is, you know, you think about chat rooms and stuff like that. You know, we've got the the chat room over on the MABRC forums. It gives people chances to, like you said, interact with each other, get to know each other, share research, and that's what basically the the researcher roundtable is going to be. We're going to have researchers just get in here, and we're just going to chat and kind of shoot the bull and talk about research and things that we might have noticed or, you know, something that we need to look into. Yeah, and you know, you can sit around and talk about things from the past videos, movies, things that have happened, and you can you can debate them till the cows come home, but that's the only but that's not going to get you any closer to, to finding the truth about this animal like getting in the woods yourself. Uh, I mean, we we've got to bring information out of the woods even though it needs to be analyzed, but the talking about it is not what's going to get us closer. It's the actual, you know, beating a path in the woods is what's actually going to make this come to fruition. So Hopefully, people will see that with the MABRC and, and how we're catering to the independent researcher, and they are coming in in waves, and, and we really appreciate that, that people are recognizing this as a place to come and share their, you know, what, the, what they've learned and what they've seen in the woods. So, uh, you know, I'm excited about uh, Radmore Hunter's place. I mean, he's, uh, he's got a nice, quiet place, and he's been slowly uh, accruing uh, evidence at his place and, and behaviors and things, and that he's recognizing happening at his place. and So it's kind of an exciting place. And he also spends a lot of time out there alone, which, as you'll learn more and more, 
I think some people see better results when, when there's less people around. But it doesn't mean you can't yeah. get results when there's a lot of people Funny around. Why do you say that? Funny you say that, uh, Randy. Uh, my wife and I were just talking last night about that, about uh, the incidents that we've uh, had out there at the property. About 85 to 90 percent of them are happening when, when it's just me out there. Because we go down there, we go down together, we always take the dogs with us. And it seems like when the dogs are down there, we rarely have something happen. We don't know what that is, what the deal is with that. But yeah, uh, I mean, it seems like they're never there when the dogs are. Yeah, I mean, so it's interesting. I mean, it, it's not that it's important or not, but it's just something to to recognize as being a possibility that you might have better interactions if you're alone. So, yeah, we've had more things happen when there's nobody there but me, or or maybe one other person when we're doing deer hunting or turkey hunting. I do have a question, though. We've had a lot of logging going on in the national forest around our property, and the incidences seem to be either more. I won't say malicious, but more damaging, like the uh, the, the uh, chunk of wood taken off the side of the cabin last week, or not nothing happening at all. Is this a, a logical thing to think of when when they're doing all this logging? I wonder if it's frustration on their part. Uh, you, know, too. you know, they've been trying their best to interact with us and and not you know change their ways. But the more we encroach on their areas, I wonder if they. They have a, a, a frustration that builds up. You know, they can't get rid of us, and you know, maybe they might get more aggressive. Who knows? That's true. And you know, of course, they're seeing the trees getting cut down and everything, and you know, they're just getting totally PO'd. That yeah, they're they're going to come through. Uh, they're doing this all this logging around us, and they're they're hopefully finishing up by late summer, uh, early fall, and then next spring they're going to do a controlled burn of some. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, it's like nearly 2,000, 2,200 acres around that area. And I'm, wow. I'm just wondering if that's going to really hurt my, my chances of getting any uplands. Well, you know, I really think somebody that you should uh, maybe send a PM to or... Uh, Wash Gookum. Yeah, Wash Gookum, because she was in an area where they were, the, they were actually logging and did control burns, and I don't think it really affected her area that much except for that they moved out of the area for a little bit hmm. so you know maybe she'll correct me uh, I think she's over on the MABRC chat room yes well you know she might have expanded her area a little bit to accommodate what, what's going on up there but 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 you're right she she still has stuff going on so uh, that's at least something to look into and ask somebody what's happened in their area that's similar yeah, because she, I mean, it's pretty much the same way with her. She's, there's logging in the area, and they they did some controlled burns. What was it, last year? Yeah. So. Well, you know, put your, put yourself in the Bigfoot's uh, skin. I mean, how many different places can they migrate to, even within a range? You know, so, so the more that gets, you know, decimated and cleared, they're real you know that might add to their frustration that the, the size of the area that they could use to migrate into is is getting smaller i mean so where do they go what do they do yeah that's true and it looks like we lost bullet hmm. so i'm sure he'll call back though matter of fact there's sensor tech he's coming online well if i can get him unmuted Sensor, are you there? 
Carl? If I remember to uh, unmute my mic, I'm okay. Okay. Now we... And Bullet should be back. Yeah, it's been dropping me out. So, yeah, it's... Uh, I think we pretty much need to... Maybe me and uh, Randy need to talk tomorrow and think about really going over to Blog Talk because from what I've seen over on the Squash Detective radio show, you know... He has a lot more features that he's able to use, and he doesn't get bumped off hardly at all. Yeah. So, and I mean, people are coming in, and then they're getting right kicked right back out. So, but anyway, well, it, it would also make it easier for the same audience to transfer back and forth from the same talk site. So. Yeah. So, I think uh, let's talk Bigfoot was getting pretty fed up with it too. I think they're probably going to be looking to change. So, uh, can you hear me? Yeah. I finally got back on. I got knocked off. Yeah, we're having all kinds of problems with talk shoot tonight. So, but uh, hopefully we'll we'll get them worked out. And of course, everybody uh, out there, you know, if you uh, if you want to call in, we already got six folks. I mean, let's. Let's try to max this out. <laughs> so, uh, now I, I do want to mention one thing. Uh, for those of you that don't know, we actually have uh, the live Kentucky feed going on its own website now, thanks to Electric Bigfoot. And I want to mention that. He was supposed to be here tonight, but due to uh, a family matter, Basically, they rescheduled his uh, son's soccer game, so he wasn't able to make it tonight. But we're going to try to get him on in a couple of weeks, and he's going to talk to us more about how he got the setup done and basically about his research at Monster Central. So that ought to be pretty interesting to uh, to check out. So... Uh, has everybody here been over to the live feed? Oh, yeah. Yes, sir. Pretty interesting, isn't it? Well, I'd like really to, is. Uh, I told Randy that I've tried to get over there, but I'm on uh, uh, kind of a dial-up, and I just I couldn't get on. I, my computer's not fast enough. Now, you're, you're on, uh, you're basically on satellite, ain't you, Bullet? Uh, yeah, satellite. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, maybe one of these days we'll set up all these cameras around your house. <laughs> well, I, I got a, I got a, a personal message from Cricket today, and she made that very comment. She said, "We ought to get one out here." <laughs> well, yeah. you know, I know, I know Doug will like it because uh, he'd, he'd like to do all of his research in front of the computer chair if he could. <laughs> there you go. I wouldn't have to ever go out there. Uh, I was telling Randy I was down there today. I had a a, a new client I was showing around, and uh, uh, the grounds, of course, are saturated. Uh, lots of lots of tracks of deer, raccoons, goats, etc. Uh, we didn't cover every sprint, of course. Didn't see any Bigfoot tracks. That's always the one major thing I'm looking for. Uh, but I tell you, anything that's going through there, 
in the next couple of days or even the next week or two is definitely going to leave a footprint because it is really conducive now to a nice set of tracks. I've got just the opposite in Missouri. We've got so much water that you couldn't find a track if you tried to. Yeah, we actually well, had to go down and uh, rescue the, the mother-in-law because the creek grows up right up to her front door. <laughs> wow. wow. So. Well, Bullet says he saw some tracks the other day down along the creek, and uh, he had to pull off the road and go down there. And he said it looked like a single track walking, but when he got down there, he said it must have been a Clydesdale because it, it was a horse print, but he said it was so big it looked like dinner plates. Oh, and, it's... It did. It looked like a, a Bigfoot track from the road, and I was telling Randy I was so thrilled about it. I was going back down on my four-wheeler so I could pull off and check it out. And after going to all that trouble and uh, trying to get across this four-strand barbed wire fence, I got down in the creek bed and a huge horse horse track. And it was so aggravating to go to all that trouble and find out it was just a huge Clydesdale horse, you know. <laughs> but it sure looked like, a, from the distance, it looked like, a, you know, a set of human-type tracks walking down that gravel bar. But, you know, we never know until we check everything out. Yeah, that's True. that's one thing you got to do is actually check every detail out just to make sure. So, Well, I'd like to make a comment. Uh, in the past, there have been people to to ask what these creatures look like. I know there's a lot of people out there in uh, radio land that's that's never seen one. And, uh, and of course, everybody gives a different description of what they look like. <laughs> and I think a lot of them are just like us, us humans. We None of us all look alike. We, we look similar, but we don't look alike. And uh, the, the ones that I have actually had face-to-face encounters with out here, they don't look like a human. They don't look like a half-human. They they look like a Neanderthalic ape. And I don't know if this discussion has ever been brought up before, but uh, when you are when you have a close encounter with one of these creatures, uh, it's pretty scary. The, the only thing that looks human is the shape of the creature. It's got two arms, two legs, you know, uh, you know, ten fingers, ten toes, and... Uh, Years, but that's the extent of it. Uh, other than that, it's pretty freaky looking, and uh, uh, I could give a better description, but uh, it's basically uh, like a a snouted nose, a big nose, flared nostrils, uh, looking ape, but not really an ape. It's uh, very strange. To, uh, how does everybody else feel about that? Uh, well, you said freaky looking. That's a good enough description word for me. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, I uh, I know there's been a lot of people try to, uh, to to give a description of what these creatures look like, and actually, there's just no way to give a description. You just literally have to see one by yourself, and then you'll. If we had five people uh, out there, and, and this Bigfoot walked the same Bigfoot walked by all five people, I guarantee you, all five people would give a different description. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much how they, they say a lot of uh, crime witnesses do it, too. You know, they'll they'll give different descriptions for, of what they've seen. Absolutely, yes. Uh, hopefully that uh, 
the three Bigfoots and that one photo I have on Bullemaker's Den. Now, if I can find the uh, CD that a uh, wild photographer did for me, he did an excellent job, and it really brings out the uh, profiles and the facial features of this creature, and everybody would understand what I meant. Yeah, well, you know, uh, I went ahead and set up a, a session to go through regression therapy after watching a TV show that uh, a witness was taken into regression therapy, and she was able to come out with a lot more details of her sighting when she was a little girl behind her house, and, and that was 20, 30 years ago. So I, I'm only going to regression therapy for something that only happened two years ago. So I am really hoping to freeze frame in my mind when that animal stepped around my truck, and for a moment I saw the front of the animal before it before I ducked down in the seat and got all scared. But uh, I'd like to freeze frame that moment in my mind and see if I can't see more of the details of the face and, and things like that. But as it sets right now in my mind, what I can consciously remember is just just very fast. I, I immediately closed the blanket and hunkered down and, and really got scared. But I'd sure like to study that moment in time. And that's going to be fantastic, uh, uh, Randy, when you have that done. that's uh, I'm pretty thrilled about that to see how much more detail that will bring out. Yeah, me too. Yeah, definitely. And we're going to have to, with, with Randy's permission, we'll have to post the uh, audio uh, on the forum for everybody to listen to. If might have to do some editing on anything that he doesn't want to, to be heard. <laughs> So. No, you know, I I really don't remember what I if I would ever even I don't know how that works. I don't know if if I'll just talk about it as it's happening and say this is what happened, or will I relive it? Will will I be really reliving that night? I don't know. So yeah, I'm excited. When now, is this supposed to happen? Uh, first part of April. Cool. That's good. Well, now now speaking of the first part of April, I think I need to shoot this in here. Uh, we actually have the Georgia Bigfoot. Uh, expedition going on. Uh, is is John still here with us? Yeah, I'm here. Now that's on the what days is that? The fourth and fifth. Fourth, fifth, and sixth. Fourth, fifth, and sixth. Yeah. And of course, uh, y'all got Digger. You're gonna hose him down with bacon grease and send him down into that uh, cave, if I understand right. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Well, I don't call him Digger for nothing, but... <laughs> well, hey, hey, mister, make sure you strap a camera on his back, because the, oh, yeah. only, the only good picture you're going to get is when he's running. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I got a question. Okay. Is the Bigfoot in y'all's area aggressive, or is that just a southern thing? Well, now, when you say southern thing, you got to remember, that's Oklahoma people are... Well, you know, I mean, in our area, it yeah. just seems like they're just overly aggressive for well, some Oklahoma, reason. Oklahoma's before the, is below the Mason-Dixon line, so we are the South. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but, no, uh, now when you when you say aggressive, I, I know you guys have had rocks actually hitting the vehicle and them slamming the side of the, the Jeep, but, you know... We've had rocks and sticks thrown at us, but they've always been a, a fairly comfortable distance away from us. So it might just be the ones in your area have got got an attitude problem, you know, maybe. And yeah, you know what, just me. And you know what, Darren? Uh, it, what, what's interesting is 
you know, some of the same behavior, just like, just like uh, Doug was talking about, different people would describe them looking a different way, even the same animal. People also might be describing behaviors that maybe I've witnessed some of these same behaviors but hadn't taken them as, as aggressive. Uh, you know, it just depends on how you feel about what's happening at the moment. Do, do you feel like it's aggressive? Uh, is it coming across to you as being aggressive? Maybe it doesn't mean aggression to them. I, I don't know. Who knows? I mean, until we know more, I mean, I, I just don't know. I, I don't think – I've never had a tree-shaking incident or uh, any – well, you know, I recorded that pretty good scream down at Doug's, but, I, but I've never had any screams that re- just, to me, feel like they were directed at me to, you know, to scare me or anything like that. So it's real interesting. Maybe maybe I just haven't learned how to take it yet. <laughs> I'd like to interject one incident there on a Spencer's Creek hunt that everybody's probably read. Uh, I did have a stand uh, smashed to the ground. Uh, it was a, a 14-foot tower stand, probably probably weighed around 1,200 pounds, and had it nailed to a tree. And, I know, uh, but, Doug, but Doug, that tree stand was 50 yards away through the woods, away from where you and you had the encounter with the animal across the creek. So right. he was doing that as he ran away. Yeah. So, well, that's right. So, he was headed yeah. that way. So maybe he was frustrated. <laughs> and that was, you know, maybe it wasn't aggressive. Maybe it was just, damn, I'm going to take this thing out as I go by it because I'm frustrated. I mean, who knows? I, yeah. Can we really say they're aggressive? I don't know. Well, that uh, that same night, then now after the... Uh, after the hunt, you know, we saw seven of them that night, and uh, uh, the other the other five that walked by me and my uh, stepson while we were in number seven stand, uh, they uh, they didn't pay any attention to us. They, in fact, uh, I really don't know if they knew we were up in that stand. They walked on to the east, which was parallel to where the other guys were at the campfire at the burn barrel. Uh, but backing up there just a little bit, uh, when me and my stepson was going to that number seven stand, and I was telling you about the one that was only 12 paces from us, and just stand there in the dark looking at us, uh, he had no uh, no emotions whatsoever. He didn't grunt. He didn't throw rocks at us. He just watched me go by, and uh, it was almost comical in a sense, and that he's standing there watching me watching Bart, my stepson, but never took any act, aggressive actions against us. But uh, later on, when the hunt was ended, uh, we all gathered back up here to the house on the hill, and we're standing in the front yard, and uh, I can't say that it was a Bigfoot that threw the rock, but there was a rock that came sailing out of the woods and hit the tree not too far from us and went clinging to the ground. So... Uh, Again, really couldn't say that was a Bigfoot that threw the rock, but nothing else I can visualize would be throwing a rock in our direction at night, like at 2 o'clock in the morning. I I think one followed us back up to the house and maybe out of aggression chunked the rock at us, but it hit the tree. Uh, he never did throw another one. So who's John, really I, say I would, what I they would do? Probably, I, would, I would probably disagree just a little bit with that, only because... I'm thinking of an animal this size, you know, and the one that climbed on my truck had to be anywhere from six to 800 pounds. An animal that's this size, this tall, and this heavy, it, there wouldn't be such a fine line between what is aggressive and, and we can't quite tell if it's aggressive. I think if this animal wants to be aggressive, what's to stop it from being aggressive? And we would definitely know that it's being oh, yeah. aggressive. 
So, oh, I, I agree. Yeah. One out. Uh, yeah. Uh, Ape is uh, Ape Bait is over in the MABRC chat room, and uh, he wanted to add that he thinks it's because, well, the area that they're in is a public area, and maybe the Bigfoot are under pressure as far as, hang on, let me back up, uh, as far as movement to avoid humans, you know. Uh, and we've got to look at cultures, too. Uh, you know, to us, what may be okay for us to do, like, you know, shake somebody's hand in another country would be, uh, you know, like trying to, to rough them up or something. So what one Bigfoot does in another part of the country compared to what it does in our part could be two different meanings to them. Right. Yeah. Yes. Right. Well, I've uh, I've had a lot of encounters, and I've I've never been charged. Now I've been screened at fairly close, and uh, as far as uh, I've been stared at, uh, I've never been bluff charged. Uh, I've been grunted at face to face. They grunted at me. Uh, they didn't simply just turn around and walked off from me. So who's to say? Uh, how aggressive they are or could be, you know. Well, you know what's in progress for them, Doug. They they know that they don't have to do much and you get the hell out of there. Yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> so they, they don't have to go, you know, into breaking trees and throwing whole trees at you because all they got to do is say, boo, and you're out of there. Well, really? <laughs> yeah, now, I, I've actually been bluff charged here down at Skillyville. And uh, let, let me tell you this. You see these shows where the the big bull elephant comes charging at them and stops just a few feet from them. <laughs> That's the impression that you get real quick when these bluff charges happen. Something <laughs> big's coming through that dang brush, and, you know, you're just sitting there like, what the hell is coming through? <laughs> so, Absolutely. Well, well yeah. I've had the trees chuck before, and the screaming and the roaring, but, uh, you know, I've never had any... Uh, thing like, uh, I'm going to come over and knock your block off type of a deal, but you know, they still, they still uh, when you see them, they, they're they so scary looking that uh, you can imagine a lot of this stuff that's really not there, you know, like yeah. maybe you're feeling that they're being aggressive, but maybe they're not. Uh, well, correct, correct me if I'm wrong, Doug, but uh, actually when they're making noises and, and aggressive gestures or, or whatever, that's not as scary as when all of a sudden you hear something behind you where it snuck up there quiet. Uh, Absolutely. The time you had the deer, deer parts out and that, that animal was hiding behind the brush wanting to get out there, but you were there, so it never did come around, but all of a sudden you heard a noise behind you where something moved in behind you. That has got to be the, the moments of crap. I'm scared yeah. now. Yeah, absolutely. I think that was one of the, I think that was one of the scariest times I've had as well. We were sitting on the porch of our cabin, and, and we had... Uh, we had uh, um, little noises, like uh, like two little minute men sitting there talking to each other, and that was about like 35 yards away, and it just came out of nowhere, and we had no clue as to what the heck it was. Couldn't see anything, no eye shine, absolutely nothing. But my, I know my rottweiler went crazy. We had to take wow. her inside, or she would have charged it, and I don't know what would have happened. But that's that was the scariest thing for me because you get to you get something that close that you don't know what the heck it is and can't see it, you know there's something there, but you don't know what it is. 
Well, I think the scary part is that that it did happen, and you realize then that they have some sort of a uh, uh, intelligence in order to do that to you, and then your mind starts to go in and, uh, weird, like, well, what else can these things do, you know? I think that's why the Native Americans slapped the uh, supernatural uh, characteristic to them, because... You, you know, they, they can move through the woods silently and let you know they're there when they want to let you know that they're there. And, and of course, 150 years ago, that would come across as being supernatural. Yeah. Yeah, you know, just all of a sudden they're there and then they disappear. Yeah. So. Well, they had uh, the time that I was in number three stand coming down, and I had the stories on, uh, on your site there, and I, I bent over to pick up my bag to head to the house. And I bent over. Uh, it was already dark, but I could I could see about 20 yards, and I heard this. Uh, uh, uh. And I looked up, and there's one standing right there looking at me, you know. And I I was dressed in camo, but I had a long beard. My beard's gray, so I'm sure it showed up in the moonlight. But this thing, I think, thought that I was another Bigfoot, and it was like who are you type of a mentality. I stood up and looked at him, and he instantly just started walking away, kind of looking at me sideways. So that was a strange feeling. So he maybe have had a little bit of an introduction for you, but then the moment he recognized that you weren't who he thought you were, he took a sideways walk. Yeah, exactly. He was heading straight towards me. If I'd have stayed up in that stand another five minutes, he would have walked right underneath the ladder stand, literally. He was walking right directly to that stand. I'm not saying he was going to climb up and get in the stand, but he was walking in that direction. It just so happens it was getting dark enough that I decided to leave. And at the moment I got on the ground, there he was. You know, So it would have been interesting to see what would have happened if I'd have just hung out another five more minutes as to what would have transpired. Yeah. But here's an, here's another point I'd like to bring up. Uh, a lot of people, when they when they hear these stories or when they read my articles, they say, "Well, why didn't you try to do this or do that?" At the moment, at that moment, everything is so surreal that you're you are now looking at a creature that is not supposed to to be known that exists. You are looking at an animal that people would give their, their their right arm to see, and you're getting to see this creature, and everything is focused on that creature, and the time just stands still. Everything is a surreal state, and the okay. last thing, uh-huh. Sorry to interrupt. Do you, do you have any pointers for Radmore Hunter, uh, being that he has not actually seen one on his property, but clearly the indications are there that... that that they are on his property, uh, at least from what he has told us about about his property and the things that are happening. What What's your suggestions? If you can go back in your mind to before you saw one, how what can he do to increase his chances of, of having a face-to-face or some type of visual on him? Does he have a creek, a waterway running uh, through his property or near his property? Rex? Uh, does does the Redbone have a? Does he have a yeah, creek? I'm or? back. I had a, I had a cell phone came through. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, we we have we have a num- numerous what 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 creeks on the property. 
right now they're overflowing like you couldn't believe. We've got uh, a uh, one-acre pond on the property, too, that we had built. What I would do, and this is how I got my uh, my, per- my first uh, pit cast. Now, it wasn't the first impression that I found, but my my uh, procedure did work. I would get I would get a fish. I would get a nice big fish, you know, like a grass carp, something big like that. That's what I had at the time was a grass carp that was freshly killed in the creek, and I hung him up in a tree. And uh, that's that's when I found out that uh, these things are very dexterous. Uh, by unhooking that fish and leaving the bungee cord intact, hanging in that tree, I got his foot cast. And then it was months later I set that camera up there and got the picture of the three Bigfoots in one photo. So I would recommend using fish as bait. Okay. That sounds like a, a good chance because I can then put one of my game cameras in far enough away that, that it'll, give us, it'll get a picture possibly of it too. Uh, that, might absolutely. Get, that might give me a chance to get, get a footprint and a picture. Well, and I, I didn't do anything special to that fish. I didn't gut him. Uh, you know, cut his guts open or anything. I just hung the fish. Now, he did have a bullet hole in him. The fish did. But uh, other than that, he was totally intact. And I just took what him about, up What about tree. using something like the carcass of a turkey after we, after we take the breasts off of it? Well, I, I, I don't know. All I can say is the fish did work. The fish, the fish did work. I was just thinking maybe any any freshly killed, you know, carcass might, might help. Well, I had a strange encounter where there was about nine turkeys dead. Uh, they had their breasts pulled out, their heads were bitten off, and they were laid out in the creek about every 25 yards. Uh, so now I don't know if Bigfoot did it at the, at the t- uh, time, but there were Bigfoot tracks in that creek along with the carcasses of the turkeys. So uh, I'm saying if you, if you hang a turkey up that's, Already had his breast removed. It may not work because maybe that's what they want is the breast, you know. Okay. Well, we got turkey season coming up in Missouri pretty soon here in April. I might just get one and let it hang. Well, now, See what happens. Uh, to kind of interject here, though, to back up a little bit, uh, turkeys do work because uh, if you've read my my stories, one of my one of my deer hunters. Uh, it was turkeys that was coming in that he was getting ready to shoot, and that werewolf creature grabbed three turkeys and was biting their heads off. So that creature attacked them, and they were live. It's worth a try, isn't it? Yeah, they was they was live turkeys coming in, and uh, uh, Jeff drew back his bow to shoot uh, the lead turkey, and uh, this creature come running out from under the underbrush under a there was a, uh, a big oak tree, and the limb was hanging over uh, and, and kind of blinded him. He couldn't see the creature till it came out from under there, uh, not 10 yards from Jeff, and grabbed, scooped up three or four turkeys, he said, held them, stood up on his hind legs, holding these turkeys uh, clutched in his arms next to his chest and was biting their heads off. And, and it scared him so bad that uh, he never would come back to hunt, he called it a werewolf. So here again is uh, a different version of what people see. He saw a werewolf in his mind, you know. 
So I would say turkeys, uh, a live bait turkey possibly, you know, a live one strapped to a tree or something. And uh, fish definitely out of work. Well, you know, uh, you, you said something while ago, Bullet, that I, I went and was chatting with somebody today, and I told them about how a uh, when, when you see one of these things, it just seems so surreal. And you use that term to describe the same thing. Uh, when when you have a sighting, sometimes it just seems like you're kind of in a dreamlike state that you know you can't really believe this is going on. Exactly. And uh, I mean, the back last Memorial Day when we was up there, and I, I seen that ape parade go across the bean field. You know, I'm sitting there thinking, man, is this a dream? Did <laughs> you know? It, yeah. it just seemed really surreal that I seen these things going across. And you know, I, yeah, you're abs- absolutely right, Darren. It's uh, uh, it's it's like you're in a uh, surreal dream, maybe. You know, it's like you know what you're looking at. You can't you can't you can't recognize it right off the bat because your brain is still trying to to compute what animal this is. Mm-hmm. Now, us hunters have seen them before. We know exactly what they are, so. The uh, the surrealness is still there though. Each time, each time I see one, it's it's like I'm in a movie theater and I'm the only one on the planet Earth. Me and this creature were the only two animals on the planet Earth, and it's all surreal to me every time I see one. Well, I tell you what, I I would sure love to have Rex see one and be able to reveal to us, hey, I saw one. Here's what happened. It was awesome. You know, because I I appreciate Radmore Hunter bringing his information and, and, and just coming forward at, at our MABRC forum, uh, you know, and that's what it's all about. We just we just love having the people on there that, that are willing to share what, what's going on on their property. And, you know, I, I can't say it enough, Rex. We really appreciate you hanging out here, man. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it, it makes us feel good that people come over to, to hang out with us and, and discuss stuff like this. Uh, I, I got a question over here from uh, the chat room. Uh, Littlefoot asks, has anyone tried the crying baby sounds to attract Bigfoot? And, uh, of course, I've done it down at Skillyville, and, of course, No Mercy said that he'll never go back out with me whenever I play the crying baby <laughs> CD because it, really, uh, it, it really gets to you sometimes sitting out there in total dark hearing this baby cry, and, of course, Jeez, no it, way. It, it did bring uh, it did bring the white Bigfoot down from above us on the uh, the ridge line, and it stepped out on the road. I'd say it was roughly about 60 to 75 feet from us. And of course, you know, at that distance, I could flash the camera all I want. I'm not going to get a picture of it. Yeah, well, you know, babies and women notorious attractants yeah. to these animals. But I'm telling you, I will not play that baby CD alone again. I will play it when I'm sitting around a burn barrel with a bunch of men. But when I'm by myself, that sucker will not be played because it will it'll it'll get you all twisted up. Yeah, because you actually played it up there at uh, Bullets during the February yeah. expedition. Yeah, and man, I didn't know that it got louder and louder when that baby starts wailing. <laughs> oh man! Hey, I've got a I've got an interesting story for you guys. Uh, like I say, I was down the bottom today checking stuff out, and you know, you guys. Uh, the burnt barrel, did you guys know that it was over in the middle of the field? 
What? The burn barrel where you guys was using the burn barrel? Yeah. And a hidden field? Well, it was in the middle of the field, and it was topped upside down, and all of the uh, wood ash was, uh, was uh, like, scattered around, like something was, uh, you know, like if you was cooking anything, I'm sure the grease got to the wood or something, but it was a good uh, 60 yards from where you had it. I, that's amazing. That is amazing. Man. Yeah, I... Uh, I I knew that you guys hadn't moved it, but I had just now thought about it. If I hadn't been down there today, I wouldn't have seen it to tell you about it. I went ahead and set it back over, you know, where it's supposed to be, and I thought that'd be interesting as to what actually moved that barrel because with all that wood ash in it, I'm sure it was pretty heavy. I'll tell you what, that that just gives us a good idea that the next time we're down there, maybe Memorial Weekend, we go through that whole process again. When we leave, we should leave some cameras on that barrel. Yeah. Yeah, it was uh, it was being drugged at one point. Uh, you could see where something had drugged it, and then it had picked it up, you know, walking towards the middle of the field, heading towards number seven stand. So, so it was carried for a while. Yeah. Uh-huh. I, yeah we're going to have to get Grizzly Adams and Scooby-Doo on here because I don't know how much that would weigh, but I think that it would be fairly heavy. Yeah, and uh, well, that's that's real interesting to me too because I've had Boy Scout troop. My grandson's Boy Scout troop has come down and camped out right around my cabin, and they use the fire pit that we built uh, out of concrete blocks, and they cook over their their campfire there in, the, in that fire pit. And a couple times when they've been down there, I've come back and I found that the ashes and the, the pieces of wood that were left over, uh, the little twigs and logs that weren't burnt had been scattered all over the place around the fire pit and couldn't figure out what it was. Uh-huh. Well, now, Maybe they know, were looking for food there, too. You know, on, on the BFRO uh, a while back, he had some archives in there where you can read uh, old newspaper articles, and they found one from the 1800s where a guy was talking about at a, at a campsite where he went up on the side of a hill because something kept coming into his campsite and scattering the ashes of his fire around. And he went off about 100, 200 yards away and sat on the side of the hill and buried himself into some bushes to watch his campsite. And shortly after he left, an adolescent Bigfoot-sized animal must have come into his campsite because he he started scattering his ashes around with a stick. And he he said when the end of the stick would start glowing, it would wave the stick around, like a kid playing with a a glowing stick. And he kept doing that until the ashes were all scattered around and and all the coals were out. And he said the little animal threw its head back and whistled, and then another smaller one joined it, like it it maybe had a little sister or a little brother. And uh, so they they scattered all the ashes. And and so I thought that was an amazing story from the 1800s. Yeah. Absolutely. Now I got something else to add. Okay. No, I'm just, I'm just saying I've got something else to add to my list of things that have happened down there now. Yeah, more than that. Things are getting scary. Well, I was uh, theorizing that when you guys had the fire going, maybe maybe you cooked something and the grease got into it. And, uh, well, was, you know, we, we didn't cook anything over the barrel, Doug, but we did throw our bowls and stuff in there when we were done eating and let them oh, burn up in the fire. Okay. Of course, that would have had leftover grease on it and stuff, right, you know. Right, But it, uh, it drug it for maybe, uh, oh, eight yards, ten yards. And then it, and then you could see where there was not another drag mark for another 
you know, maybe 30 yards, and then another drag mark, and then nothing for for another whatever. And there it was in the middle of the field. So this thing drug it, then carried it, then drug it, then carried it, you know. Man, that is just so odd. I just, I, I'm trying to think if a person did that, what would be the reason? Why wouldn't they just dump it out where it stood? Why would it remove it? Right. Well, right. you know, one one thing that it could have been is right there where the, the burn barrel is, sometimes you can see right across the creek here where the crossing is and see the the road halfway decent. So it might have decided to take it out there uh, where the woods would protect it a little bit better from being seen to dump uh-huh. it out. It was headed towards what I call Monkey Hotel. Oh, okay, so it was back that way. Back uh, towards back, the uh, it, western side. It was side. driving it back towards that corner where, where you had your blazer parts last year yeah. when you and I were there. Yeah, where them three come up behind me. And, yeah. And, and right. you talk about surreal. That was surreal. <laughs> well, dude, I'm excited. I'm excited <laughs> about that burn barrel. That gives us a whole new new uh, bait item that we can work with. Because it, it makes oh. you want to think that we ought to just dump some, uh, you know, take some food and dump in there before we leave and let it cook a little bit. Yeah. And then just leave it in there. And put well, it around the field pointing towards the burn barrel. Yeah. If if this would have happened uh, last night or, to, you know, today or last night or whatever, uh, there would have definitely been some good tracks. But there was no tracks, and we had six inches of rain day before yesterday. Uh, so evidently this has happened sometimes between when y'all left to present time, you know. Yeah. It happened before the rain. So, well, guys, uh, changing the subject here real quick. Uh, Randy, what do you think? you think we ought to switch over to Blog Talk Radio next week and give it a shot? You know, it it can't hurt. Yeah, I I think we, folks, we're going to, next week, of course, I'll, I'll put the link on the forum and on the website. We're actually going to uh, try Blog Talk Radio next week. Uh, so, you know, hopefully we'll get away from all these problems with uh, Talk Shoe. And, of course, we may have just as many problems at Blog Talk as we do here. Uh, and, of course, uh, I need to interject that we set an all-time record on uh, people being online at the, on the forum at the same time. Uh, it bumped up to 32 people online at the forum. Wow, that's all good. at the same time. So it's definitely getting there, guys. Well, if they if they want to know the truth about Bigfoot, they need to come on this station. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, but yeah, we we got a really good compliment last night from uh, Oklahoma Squatch, uh, Mr. Matt Knapp. Uh, he. Uh, he said that he thought it was what what was his words exactly Randy you <laughs> you was able to repeat them better than I was uh you mean what he put on our chat yeah well he just said that uh you know we're the ones getting out in the woods and and, and we've taken a lot of criticism in the past from other people and and he just said but we're the ones getting in the woods bringing back the results and and, and he said he can uh, respect that so you know we're we we appreciate when folks come up and say, you know, hey, I, I've been following you guys for several years now. And uh, matter of fact, when I went into the chat room last night while you was on Let's Talk Bigfoot, people were like, you know, 
Hey, DW, you know, we've been following you for years. We, we've seen your videos, you know. We've been listening to the radio show, and, you know, it, it just really makes you feel good that uh, folks are interested in what we're doing. Well, it's kind of like talking about this burn barrel incident. Yeah. Uh, we set on some information that would help us get a better picture and, and not share that with everybody. What? I don't care. Everybody can take a burn barrel now and see if they can't get any reaction from it. Why would we not pass that on so that everybody can try to get some benefit from it? Yeah, I mean, if somebody else gets a picture of a Bigfoot tossing around a burn barrel, you know, that just goes back to saying, hey. Aren't we all going to get to enjoy it? I mean, yeah. we'll all enjoy the picture. <laughs> also, to make a comment that that was a 55-gallon uh, uh, burn barrel, so... We know it wasn't no squirrel that did it. <laughs> I know we burned wood for two days. Even though it's a very efficient way to burn wood, it really burnt it down to, you know, to just the uh, the coals. But but still, it still started to pile up at the bottom of that barrel by the time we were done after a couple of days of burning wood. So I can't imagine it would be it would be too too light. Right. <laughs> so yeah, and uh, one thing that uh, oh dang, never I done lost my train of thought here. I blonded out on y'all. I'm sorry. Uh, is it about <laughs> sharing stuff? One thing about sharing stuff? Uh, no, I, I just totally lost it. That's right. <laughs> we get we get used to it. Yeah, I'm I, I blonded <laughs> out real bad. Oh, well, hey, well, is, this only an, is this an hour long show? Uh, yeah, we should be getting pretty close to. Well, then you better run off the uh, the list of who's who you give credit to for being here. Yeah, we've got uh. We've got NW Georgia Bigfoot Hunter. We've got Redmo Hunter, Sensor Tech, Bullet. They were all on the show tonight. We appreciate you guys. Uh, we had Creek Freak, Eager Beaver, Grizzly Adams, Great Pumpkin, I Am Digger, Squatch Inc., uh, Squatch Seeker, Whammy Nine, Wash Skookum, Wild Woman of the Woods. Uh, they were all over on the uh, the talk shoe chat room. They They toughed it out with us. And then over here on the uh, MABRC chat room, we've had Cricket, Eager Beaver, Fearless Bigfoot Hunter, Great Pumpkin, Squatch Seeker, Squatch Inc., Ape Bait, Darkwing LH, oh, that's me, sorry, Digger, <laughs> Littlefoot, My Feet's Too Big, uh, and I'm still having a problem trying to pronounce this, Osiris Diamond, Soonerborn 78, Squatch Finder, Whammy 9, uh, and quite a few other folks that's been coming in and out of the chat room, and of course I, I believe they're they're going and uh, checking things out on the the forum. And of course Grizzly Adams just pointed out that we reached 10,000 posts today on the forum. Wow! And uh, of course, of course that 10,000 is uh, really a little. Uh, it, it doesn't really show what we've actually posted because when we switched over to the new form back in December, December or January, whenever it was we switched over, we had reached almost 10,000 posts over on the old form, and we only moved probably about uh, 4,000 of those posts over from the old form. Hmm. So, well, well, everybody keep in mind, today was uh, the first day of spring, uh, and it was very spring-like here in Kansas. So everybody start making their plans to get in the woods. It's beautiful down here, and there's a big old moon out tonight, too. Yeah, I'm actually, as soon as I get off the show here and do a little chatting with everybody, I'm heading out to the woods, and I got me a box of fuses for the damn motion sensors. <laughs> I'm going to try the motion sensors. Uh, 
Uh, well, me and Ape's going tomorrow night. Awesome. And of course, you make got sure they go ahead. Make sure they got all the gates open and everything. So that could be one reason. That that could be one reason of the aggressiveness because the gates ain't open all the time. Yeah, that people coming in and possibly leaving food behind and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, but yeah, it'll be real interesting. Uh, the the week after you guys have the uh, expedition, we're going to try to get everybody on here and that was on the expedition and uh, basically have a uh, expedition. I done blonded out again, guys. <laughs> well, hey, uh, while you're thinking about it, I want to throw something in. Uh, you know, okay. I want to talk a little bit about Electric Bigfoot and, and uh, Ape and, and, and Ape Bait and his brother and, and everything that's going on. I mean, you know what? These guys are gung-ho, and, and and I can't tell you how much we appreciate just the fact of what they bring to this forum. I mean, they just they, they exude excitement, uh, and they're chomping at the bit for, for the, the, the research that's going on. And they do it with a lot of their own expense. And, and Electric Bigfoot alone has, 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 has footed the bill for over $1,000 to get this live feed going in Kentucky. And, and how do you thank a guy like that? I mean, all, all of our researchers, they're on their own dime and their own time, and that takes away from their family. But, you know, it's a labor of love, and, and if I could pay them back, I would write them a check today. I, I wish I could. Uh, but I, I hope they hang around for a while uh, because it's contagious what they're doing, and I just want everybody to know I appreciate it. Well, and, and one thing that they can do is when they're over there on the KentuckyIncident.com site, you know, they've got some advertisements. They've got a donate button. You know, hey, if you can donate five or ten dollars, you know, hit that button, donate it to the guys, because you know, the more money that they can recover as far as their expenses, the more that they can put into this. Yeah, don't people see that we're not we're not taking any money that's coming in and living high on the hogs and buying Cadillacs. We're we're putting it back into research. Yeah, just like uh, on the forum, you know, we've uh, we we finally had to go down and uh, get ads to put on the, the forum and put a donate button on there because we've grown so big that the cost of keeping this operating all the time has really gotten to be a burden, you know, but. If everybody keeps clicking on them ads, it helps out. We've already generated, uh, I think it was $67 this month just off of clicking on ads. So, hey, I clicked on them five times, Darren. <laughs> okay, I appreciate that. <laughs> All right, hey, thanks, Doug. Doug, you stuck your finger in the dike. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, uh, you know, uh the, the, the folks that we got in the MABRC, you know, I, I've heard comments that, you know, the MABRC is Darkwing LH, driver operator, and bullet maker, you know. No, it, it's just not us three. We've got we we got all these fantastic researchers out there, and we, we really want to get them involved in the show here because this is for them more than anything else. Uh, the reason we talk so much about what we talk about is because you know, we need you guys to come on the show, chat with us. You got something to talk about? You want to ask questions? You know, dial, call into the show because this is for you guys just as much as it is for anybody else. And you know, I I hope that we have have shared our love of what we're doing here, and I, and, I, and it really shows. You know that that we loved it from the very beginning, and and that's why me, you, and Bullet have looked up together. I mean, we have that shared 
love of this of this interest. And but but everybody's getting on their own horse and forging their own path, and, and we're just glad to be a part of it. But but it's still their own path, and, and I'm glad they're here. Yeah, and, and we're we're starting to we're starting to develop into uh, area chapters. I mean, we we got some uh, some researchers up in Ohio that are really starting to to band together. There there's some of them that are not officially MABRC researchers, and we we hope to get them into the group, but. You know, you got Ohio, you got North Carolina, where we've got a bunch of researchers getting banding together. We've got the Georgia folks, uh, and of course, you know, we got the Oklahoma. And of course, even though you live in Kansas, everybody considers you an Oklahoman anyway, Randy. <laughs> oh, I am. I am. I consider myself an Oklahoman. Uh, but you know, he's got a house down here in the hidden fields. Got my own burn barrel. But, uh, <laughs> You know, o- overall, uh, we, we've got some great people here. Uh, everybody gets along great, even when there is a little uh, spat. I've heard people refer to us as one big family. You know, and of course, a family's going to have a little spat every now and then, but we we always band back together and patch things up and go on and do the research. So, you know, it, it's really great. We, we're reaching almost to... Uh, 90 researchers and analysts now, and we're worldwide. We, we've got researchers in Australia. We've got them in uh, Canada, here in the United States. Uh, we've got some analysts from England, you know, to help do uh, research as far as uh, documentation, stuff like that. So, you know, it, it's all, growing. And this all took place in, what, nine months, ten months? Yeah, yeah you know, we, we started this last May with the forum. And it's just been a nonstop ride ever since. So, well, I'll tell you what, I'll be on there next week if I can figure out that blog talk. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, hopefully it'll be a lot easier than than TalkShoe because it looks like it finally looks like TalkShoe might have finally leveled out, but just too many problems with it to, to really stay with it. So, uh, well, folks, I'm going to go ahead and call it a night and uh, hope to see everybody on the forum. Of course, uh, let's throw out the, the forum address there so everybody that listens to this from uh, iTunes or whatever knows where to go. It's uh, www.mid-americabigfoot.com. And, of course, uh, that will take you to our portal page, and you go to our either our training center or website or to the forum, and we, we really wish that you join the forum, interact with the researchers, they're always ready to uh, answer your questions, and there's there's no such thing as a stupid question, folks, as long as you're honestly trying to learn something, so, and, and I think, Randy, you probably agree with me on that, there's no such thing as a stupid answer as long as you're trying to learn something. Well, that's coming from an expert, I've asked a lot of stupid questions, so... And, of course, uh, you probably got a lot of stupid answers back, didn't you? <laughs> no, actually, I was the only one stupid, so I don't know where that came from. <laughs> okay. Well, folks, uh, we appreciate you all showing up for the the uh, researcher roundtable. Uh, I think we did talk about quite a few good things here. Uh, we definitely got to do something about that burn barrel. Oh, I, I'd, like to, I'd like to make a comment. 
I got two. I got two five-gallon buckets down there. I don't know where they come from. Hmm. Are you guys missing any buckets? No. Sensor, did you happen to leave any down there? No. Did not leave anything there. How about you? Well, Grizzly's gone now. Well, that depends. Was 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 there the bottom cut out of one of the buckets? It might have been my toilet. No, no, these was <laughs> one was a white a white one with a black lid, and the other was a green one with a green lid. They were they were both at the extreme north end of the hidden field uh, in that area by by seven and a half. Hmm. Good good looking buckets too. Oh no, I have no idea. So. And of course, uh, we we do need to say one thing. Uh, we we always like to to plug things for our our members. Uh, for those of you that want to hear more about Bullets' uh, stories, uh, he's actually got a, a CD out, an audio CD called "In the Shadows with Bullet Maker." And of course, you can go to the forum, and uh, it shows you how to contact him for uh, on how to order this. Uh, CD, and it's uh, 9.99 plus shipping and handling. And matter of fact, I got to get my copy here pretty quick. Well, I tell you what, he he's very slick. You have to watch that, Doug. He's very slick in his marketing. What he's done is he's put it together in a chronological list of stories, and and they're fascinating stories with a lot of behaviors and things that can be gleaned from what he has witnessed and seen, and and other people that have seen on his property. But he he's a smart cookie. He. Uh, He's making it to where you, you almost have to buy the next one, and he's almost done with the second one, and I can't wait. <laughs> Ain't either. That's, that's the Scotchman in me. <laughs> okay. So, uh, well, folks, uh, I guess we're going to – I said it before, we're, we're going to call tonight because i got to get around and head out to Skillyville. Uh, but I'm glad you all showed up to, to listen to the show. And if anything changes before next week's show, uh, just keep checking back on the uh, announcement section of the forum, and we'll let you know for sure exactly if it's going to be on Blog Talk or if it's going to be on uh, Talk Shoe. All right. Well, hey, DW, I'm going to go ahead and sign off. Thanks, everybody. Thanks to our guests and, and our listeners, of course. I'm going to go ahead and hang up. But call me before you take off tonight, okay? Okay, sure will. All right. Bye-bye. Darren, this is Rad. Give me a call so we can talk about next week. Okay, I sure will. Okay, okay. I'm actually off tomorrow, so I'll be giving you a call. I'm retired. I can be there. I can talk anytime I want. <laughs> okay. Okay. I'm, I'm going to take off, too. It's nice to talk to everybody. Nice talking to you, too, Bullet. All right, Darren. Have a good time. Be careful out there tonight. Yeah, and you guys have a safe one out there on the uh, the expedition next week. Oh, yeah. I want to hand right quick, too. I live close enough to the area. If we get anything good, I can run home and update. Oh, okay. Fill in everybody. So hopefully yeah. we'll get something good. Well, hopefully you do. So okay, well we'll uh, we'll be eagerly awaiting to see what you guys get. All right. Enjoy the night. All right. Good night.
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.